As a longtime travel nurse, I know too well that not all staffing agencies are created equal. That's why we're excited to have Stability Healthcare as our sponsor here at Happy Hour. As a staffing agency, their mission is shaped by the motto, Travel Nursing with Trust. They guide their nurses every step of the way. With comprehensive search tools and transparent pay rates, so you can make the next steps in your career confidently. Be sure to check them out on Instagram at Stability Healthcare or at www.stabilityhealthcare.com to embark on your next travel nursing experience with Stability. Welcome back to Mental Health Matters with Operation Happiness. This week, we are kicking off our bonus episodes with a very special guest. This go-around, we are extremely thrilled to interview one of our own, Nurse Vania. Vania is a nurse practitioner, fitness enthusiast, dog lover, and all-around amazing human being. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, thank you for having me. To kind of start off our Mental Health Matters, we kind of want to get a background about you and your mental health journey. So can you kind of go ahead and tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So um, my mental health journey, I feel like I didn't really start to get invested into it um, until I was about like 21, 22 years old. Um, I was in nursing school and um, I had been kind of not acting the same. And my friends and roommates kind of noticed that about me that, um, you know, I was more irritable or acting maybe strange or paranoid. And um, that resulted in me getting hospitalized for my mental health. And after two hospitalizations, um, I got the diagnosis of bipolar. And ever since basically then, that was like 2012, um, I've been on this like mental health journey trying to figure out, you know, the ups and downs of medication and, you know, like self-care while taking care of myself, trying to build a career for myself in the nursing world um, while juggling, you know, this heavy diagnosis that I got. So can you educate us on what your bipolar diagnosis looks like for you and how has your mental health journey evolved since your diagnosis? Um, in the beginning, it, I think most people experience this, um, that they're very like not, they don't have like buy-in into their own diagnosis. They think maybe like, oh, you know, I don't truly have this. This is just who I am. Like, this is my personality. But um, the thing about me when I was diagnosed with bipolar was just that I was very unstable and I didn't have like the best thought process or making the right decisions. Like maybe I would be a more of a risk taker and um, that would harm my relationships and those begin to suffer. And so um, one big turning point for me was, you know, that we had this like counseling session with my sister. Um, my, my mom had also passed away during this time frame, So my sister was like my family, like my rock, and she helped me kind of through the diagnosis um, my doctor sat both of us down and was like, you know, if you don't take these medications, like you can end up schizophrenic. And I just remember like sitting on that couch and hearing that and thinking like, like, I didn't think that was possible. Like for me, I didn't think that something that severe could ever happen to me. So that's the day that I really bought into taking medication. And, um, after college when, you know, it's kind of like, you're figuring out like I've graduated now, like what does life look like after that? You know, it's kind of like weird because you're like, I'm an adult, but I don't feel like one. 
you know, you're still very young and trying to figure out and navigate everything. Um, I was just trying to figure out my medications at that time and just making sure I was on something that made me stable. So how has that been with your nursing journey? Like, obviously, last year and a couple of years before that, it's been really heavy. Yeah. So how has your diagnosis and you working through that and the medication now, like how has that been with your nursing journey? Yeah. So um, at the same time in nursing school, when my mom passed away, my sister was like, just take a break, you know, from school. Like your mental health is like, you know, we need to focus on that. But, you know, for me at that time, I was just so focused. I was like, I want to finish like when you're in a cohort with like other nurses and like you go through your nursing school together, it's like, you want to be with them every step of the way. Like you don't want to flunk a class because then you might not be with them anymore. So like for me, that's something that helped push me. I was just like, no, I'm determined to finish. And like, you know, I'm going to make mom proud and I'm going to do this for me. So that kind of involved um, my roommates talking to me and they're like, Hey, you need to move home and be with your sister um, like work on yourself and focus on that. And that was really hard for me because I felt like in my mind at the time that like my friends weren't there for me and like they weren't looking out for me, but looking back in hindsight, I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's the best decision. Like I didn't need to be surrounded like in a college scene partying, you know, I needed to like buckle down and like study for school and focus on like my medications that I just started taking. So, right. I think um, by just being able to just graduate nursing school was a huge step for my nursing career because I think if I had honestly taken that break that my sister was suggesting, I don't think I would have ever gone back. I think I would have been scared to like think like what would the next cohort think of me or have like social anxiety or um, Mm -hmm. fear that I would fail and just be like kind of complacent that like, oh, it's fine. I dropped out of nursing school. Yeah, I'm sure that was really hard because I, at that age too, it's like you have all that FOMO, you know, you're like, what am I missing out on? Are things going on without me? Yeah, I can understand that. Have you found that being in the nursing profession has affected your mental health in other ways? Or have you found that you have a really good support system in the nursing field and that that's actually benefited your mental health? Um, yeah, so I kind of have like my ups and downs with the different like companies I've worked with as a nurse. Um, I was like lucky enough to, after I got out of college, I went to UCLA. I started working for UCLA hospital. And to me, you know, they really like push their nurses to work hard and um, join committees and go after certifications. And they are very, you know, helpful to their nurses. I can't really speak on what's happening now in like the pandemic um, and how that nursing staffing and all that stuff is treating them now. um, I worked there from like 2012 to 2017 and I had a great nursing experience. I thought like, you know, all nurses were treated with like great ratios and break nurses. And, (laughs) you know, I was just like, I thought that everyone had a breakfast break and like an hour lunch break and (laughs) a nurse, you know, like, we were never severely understaffed. We'd have like holiday, like bonuses that we could just like use to like take off and we wouldn't have to work because we had holiday time, you know? So once I left that to become a nurse practitioner, um, I realized like, Oh, not every like staffing agency or our nursing department is shaped this way. And yeah, I've definitely run into some encounters where like people 
will try to just squeeze every drop out of you, out of your productivity. And it's exhausting. You know, they burn you out. It's draining. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think a lot of nurses are dealing with that right now too, because there's such a shortage going on. And then, you know, with the world, it's just, it's draining. It's exhausting. Yeah. I was just telling Shannon earlier before you got on, I was saying how I just got called in today to help if I could. And it's like trying to find the balance between not leaving your coworkers out to dry and make sure they have breaks and everything like that. But also taking care of your own mental health is what I'm struggling with because I'm I mean, we all are, but I feel like we're such givers that you can only give so much. And I just worked the last three days. So I'm like, okay, I got, you know, one of these days I'm taking off for me. I need to take a break. Yeah. I I literally also just got a text too from, I work telemedicine, but um, I do, um, I do urgent care telemedicine. And then I also have another um, side job doing COVID telemedicine. So because everyone right now is getting tested, they're yeah. like, we need help. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I also, oh, wow. you know, it's like, oh my gosh, I need to have something planned. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. Oh my gosh. I can't even imagine being in COVID telemedicine right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, luckily it's like, I don't have to touch anybody, yeah. you know, that's the like part mm-hmm. about it, which is great. So. Yeah. yeah. So Vanya, in one of your social media posts, you stated, I'm hoping that I can help end the stigma of mental health by showing you that it's possible to live a healthy, sustainable life with mental illness. Did you have anyone who helped you when you first began your mental health journey? I know you talked about your sister, but I know you're worried about like your cohort and stuff like that as well. Did you have a good support system? Um, I definitely feel like, like my support system was very understanding, but kind of just like navigating like bipolar specifically um I've never felt that like I could find somebody out there that's like has done it already like I've read a book and I think her name was Kay Jamison um and she is like a psychologist she's a doctor in her field and she had bipolar she went to UCLA she's done a lot of talks and stuff but like I don't really see her I guess in like the social media realm so like for me, I never really found like a role model like that has bipolar. Like to be honest, the only thing I've, I've ever heard before getting the diagnosis was like, "Oh, Britney Spears is bipolar. She's shaving her head." Like yeah. you know, just stuff that's like negative. That's like nothing against that person, but it's just like their actions are like they're doing this crazy act, and it's this celebrity lashing out, and like that's what the media focuses mm-hmm. on. So like, I never found there was like a role model in bipolar that like could tell me like, how do I navigate this, you know, bumpy road? Like, I don't know what's the best thing for me because I never found someone I can look up to with a similar diagnosis. So is there anything that you wish you would have known or want to tell people who maybe aren't educated on the bipolar diagnosis to help people understand that, you know, sometimes the media doesn't portray it correctly? Yeah, I think um, a lot of times you hear like, oh, this person is acting bipolar. It's because like maybe they see someone, one person, like like this person's crying and then they're happy. So it's like, it's not really so much as like that switch I mean, part of it comes from that, but a lot of uh, people with bipolar suffer through like what we call episodes and those can last for like several days or several months. And it's like very exhausting on both ends of the relationship. And it's like, 
they could be very irritable or be like very euphoric or feel as if they like could do anything in the world or like they're, they could seem extremely happy and very go-getter. And that, and that might seem like, Oh, like a great quality, but behind the doors, they might be suffering from like depression on the flip side of that and crying and like unable to be consoled. And so I think there's just a lot of layers to it that not many people see because it's not really talked about much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see that in nursing too. You know, you get report from a night shift nurse about the patient and they say uh, like psych history, bipolar, et cetera. And I feel like even in nursing, people automatically want to judge. You know, it's like depression looks different for some people. Anxiety looks a lot different for other people. It's just, we, mm-hmm. you know, that they see one diagnosis and they think everyone's going to be the same. So I think that's, that's awesome that you're like, so outspoken about it because that's something that a lot of people talk about. Yeah, definitely. I, that's why I like tried to like talk a little bit more about my journey because I just never knew of anyone else that was going through a similar one. So I'm just hoping that maybe mine will help someone else either normalize theirs to like, or feel like it's possible to live a stable life. Cause it takes a lot of work. Um, Like I've been in therapy for like over four years where I've like actually dedicated my time towards it instead of just being forced to go, which is what the case was when I was like 21 years old. You know, I was like, I really don't care. Like, I don't want to sit down and talk about anything. But now as I'm getting older and realize that I have to invest in myself, I'm like, you know, this makes sense. Like I'll keep showing up and keep putting in the work. And that has really reshaped my like way of thinking to really have a different outlook on the diagnosis and just my day-to-day life in general. Yeah. And to have it be verbalized from someone who actually understands and knows what's happening, you know, like when the story is being taken by people who aren't in that position, then it's unfair. Like it's being twisted in ways that aren't true Mm -hmm. and it's so important, I think, for people like you to actually educate the community so that they're not listening to people who've never been through it and who don't really understand, you know? Yeah, yeah definitely. So, yeah, and the like biggest thing I can definitely say is that if someone is struggling with bipolar, that like medications really do help. It's just that in itself is its own beast because all these medications for psych have these like terrible side effects. And it's like, that's the part that makes it hard to like get stable and like be in therapeutic range and all that, because it's just like, you have to battle uphill to figure out what works for you. And you just want to give up. Like, I just remember sitting in my college classes and being like, I have double vision right now. I am so shaky. I don't even want to be here. Like I can't focus, but like, I I remember I just had to take my medication because like I made a promise to my sister. I was like, no, I'm going to try. I'll take this, but it was miserable. Like I hated it and I wanted to yeah. just not even take them at all and just say I did. But yeah, it was, it was hard. Do you have any advice for someone who might be starting their medication and going through those terrible side effects? Like how did you push through? I know you said you made a promise to yourself and your sister, mm-hmm. but how did you push through? And when did you, like, how long did it take for you to find that good therapeutic range? And are you still going through that sort of situation? Yeah. So I would say that the best thing is your relationship with your psychiatrist or whoever is prescribing your medications, 
because um, it's important to know the expectations of your side effects. Like, like if they just prescribe and they're like, here, take this and leave. And then you go home and you're like, oh, I'm shaky or I'm not seeing things right. Or, or like my tongue is like super dry. I don't know what's going on. Like now it's like kind of fearful and unexpected. Like you had no clue, you know, what to do. So if you have a good relationship with your psychiatrist to really get like a understanding before you start, so you know what you're getting into to know that like, okay, like maybe the side effects are just temporary and I just have to take it for a week, a month or three months, you know, it just kind of helps set your expectations. So you're not failing because if you just go into it thinking like it's just your magic fix, then, you know, that's not, that's not what's going to happen and you're just going to end up failing. So I would say just that relationship with your provider is huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And not all psychiatrists are created equally either. You know, you got to find someone who you get along with and vibe with just like, you know, psychologists or social workers or that sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. So how has, because if you look at your content, it's like a lot of fitness space and obviously you're a dog mom, but Mm -hmm. how has that fitness, especially how has that helped with your mental health? Or is that something that you've always been on a fitness journey or you just started recently or with your diagnosis or what has that been like? Yeah. So, um, one of the things that, um, I remember I talked about with my psychiatrist at the time, um, he really talked a lot about routine, how, for people with bipolar, that's just huge. Um, like just making sure you're well balanced and that routine could be like, you know, you have a stable job, you exercise, you eat right, you sleep, you take your medicines. Like that is your routine. Like you build like your pillars kind of. Um, and for me, like, you know, in fitness, it was always kind of like on and off for me. It'd be like, Oh, I'm going to like get a trainer. And then I'd be good for like eight weeks. And then I'd be like, Oh, I'm going on vacation and then never step foot in the gym. But um, for me, I really buckled down in like 2018, I want to say. And I was just like, you know, I'm tired of this like kind of like yo-yo, not even dieting because I didn't diet, but just like this, this like person that was just like half in, half out. You know, I was like, I really want to make this a lifestyle change. Like I want to do this for me and not for like looks or anything. Like I want to actually make it like sustainable. So I started in 2018 and I would just keep showing up to the gym, even if I didn't feel like it. And slowly over time, it just started to like form into my lifestyle that it just became something that I did. Um, And it doesn't feel like it's like a burden anymore. And I also like make sure I prioritize my fitness and the sense of like, I don't let it control my life where I'm like, if I don't work out today, it's like I failed, you know, because then that way of thinking is not healthy either. So I just make sure to build it into my like daily routine. Like if I'm going to take a 20 minute walk, at least I got some movement or tomorrow do a yoga session or, you know, go lift weights another day. Like at least I'm moving. And I think that has helped me a lot mentally because like just those 20 minutes or 30 minutes carving out time for you, you like have all these, like, I feel like epitomes, like while you work out, like, you'll be like, Oh my gosh, like I can do this or I am stronger than I thought. And then that kind of relays in your like actually day-to-day life. You're like, Oh, you know, I can get through this tough thing at work. You know, like it is like way smaller than it actually is. Like, and you just have these realizations while you're like working on yourself in the gym. So. Yeah. I think it helps you. 
I think it helps you think clearer too, right? So when I'm feeling really stressed out and I feel like I'm going to react in an irrational manner, I go for a run because then after that I can kind of calm myself down and bring myself back to center and realize like, okay, you were need to needed to chill for a second. And now, now we've analyzed it in a rational manner. And I just need those moments. Like even last night I was getting so stressed. I texted Carly because I'm on a road trip. Okay. I'm driving from DC to San Diego. It's a bit much. And I just got to the hotel and I was just so irritable and I just, I needed a moment to take a breath and relax. And I, this morning I went for a little jog with my dog and it just completely helped me. Like, I, I think exercise sometimes just brings you back. Even small yeah. walks, like 10 minute walks just brings you back, you know? Yeah. I definitely feel like it has like a grounding effect to it. So I, I love, I love it too. What's your favorite exercise to do? What's your go-to? Um, for me, it's definitely like lifting weights. Um, like I don't do anything crazy with like CrossFit or anything like I, to me, I'm like, I'm 31. I'm not trying to like break my back or like injure myself. You know, I'm like, I want to, I need to still be like walking after this. So like, I like slowly build up my progression over time to like lift heavier, but I definitely don't try to like max out or get like my all time like record of like high weight lifting just because for me, it's important that like I can still function and walk and, and, you know, like right. be able to go about my day. Cause I'm not like a, like a competitor or like, it's not like my job that I have to do. So it's just a hobby that I love. Mm-hmm. I feel like that helps too, especially with nursing. I know you're doing a lot of telehealth, but you know, in the field, when you're moving patients and practicing good body mechanics, even just because I, I do Pilates. And so just those isometric exercises to my core and stuff has helped me so much. And just to remember that yeah. you might not feel those little muscles, but you might feel them the next day. So just listen to your body and yeah. take care of yourself. Exactly. So I want to quickly hear about the Amazon Prime dog <laughs> show you were on. Yeah. <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah. That was crazy. It was literally like a, like a, this little flyer thing, like slid into my dog's DMs. And I was like, what is this? It was like, travel with your dog. And it would seem like a fake ad, honestly. And, um, I just responded and I was like, um, okay, what is this all about? And they're like, we want you to apply for this TV show. And it's like, it's with a big network. And we're like, can you tell us more? Like, what's the network? What's the name? And they were like, very left you in the dark. They're like, no, we don't know. Like just apply because it's going to be worth your while. So I applied for the TV show um, with my dog and we went through several rounds of casting and then, uh, we did like a training session in Los Angeles. And then we were ultimately selected to go on this like crazy world adventure where basically it's like the amazing race, but your dog is your teammate and you travel the world in different countries doing like different challenges. So it was insane. Like we went to that is so cool. Yeah. Like, I just never thought I would be like in Costa Rica with my golden retriever or like in Switzerland in the mountains, like with my dog in the snow. It was, it was really cool. Um, I would totally do it all over again, but yeah, it was, it was. Amazing. Wow. So wait, how did they, how did they get around? Like, cause don't your dogs need a quarantine and stuff or get certain shots to go to different countries? How did they get around that? Yeah. So basically before we left LA, it was crazy, like 
like a mad dash. We had to like get all their vaccines. Like we had like a mobile vet clinic come to our like hotel and like the dogs all got their injections um, so that they were able to fly. And then um, none of them had to quarantine wherever we went. So that was really nice. Um, and like, we took a lot of like, we took like a private jet, like the dogs got to sit in us. And like, Bougie. It was, yeah, it was, I was like, this dog has lived like this life, like way fancier than, <laughs> you know? But man, how is that for stress relief? That is awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That is so Shannon, cool. you need to step up your game. You and group. <laughs> group would probably not be good on that show. I don't think. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's awesome. I would, I would totally do it again. Yeah. I mean, sign me up, right? Amazon prime yeah. slide into my DMS. I'm ready. <laughs> when was that? I need to go look that up. Yeah. So it released, I think in 2020, um, in November. So yeah, it's on Amazon Prime right now. We're gonna watch. Spoiler alert! We'll, no link spoiler alert. we'll link it for people who want to watch it too. Yeah. Yes, you can watch Vanya and her dog travel the world and stress relief. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so to close out, we really just want to know a couple things. One, besides furry friends and fitness activities, is there anything else that you do for your own mental health? Um, I would say if, if you guys are open to it or want to start, um, I love journaling. I know like at first it sounds kind of like lame. You're like, why am I writing down my feelings? Like it sounds very strange, but, um, I've really been journaling since I was really young because, um, someone gave me a journal one time and they're like, you should just write down your thoughts and days and whatever you do. So like, of course, when I was like five, it was stupid. <laughs> it was just like, you know, <laughs> I played with my sister today, or I did this today. It was just like very basic, but that kind of helped me. Like ever since then, I've always just been documenting my like feelings and emotions on paper. Um, and it's just a nice way to like, look back and see like those difficult times you went through or like, you know, those issues that like you thought you would never get out of. It's like, wow, I really went through this for like X amount of months. And now I'm here today. And I don't even think about that anymore. And I feel like that like self-reflection, whether it's like present moment, or you look back on it, I feel like it really helps you just realize like, how strong mentally you grow over time. So if anyone can really start that, I think it's great. Because um, even like a week ago, like if you write something down, you're like, I'm so pissed off about this, this and that. And then a week later, like that completely 180 changes. You're like, okay, maybe it wasn't so bad. <laughs> like maybe I wasn't overreacting <laughs> or maybe it was actually this and not that. And that kind of just gives you insight, you know? So I think that it's a great tool for your mental health. Yeah, yeah for sure. I just got a journal actually for Christmas and it's more of like a prompt journal oh, that nice. tells you it's more about gratitude. Like you know, talk about things that you like about yourself. Why do you love your family? These type of things. So it's helpful because it prompts me because I used to journal like back in the day, like you're saying, but it's all like middle school. Like yeah. she didn't sit by <laughs> me at lunch. She's dead to me, yeah. you know, emotional. <laughs> so I'm trying to get into more like mindfulness and more yeah. serious journaling. That's my, that's my new year's resolution, even though I don't like, like having those. I love that. Yeah, that's a good I'm one. trying. I like that. <laughs> that is a good one. And then last question. Do you have any advice for those who are struggling with their own diagnoses, whether that's bipolar, anxiety, depression, any diagnoses they might have who feel alone in their own mental health journey? 
Um, I would always say um, to seek help no matter what. Um, like no problem is too small. Um, so definitely if it's like your therapist, your psychologist, your psychiatrist, your best friend, um, just to kind of walk you through like those emotions or, you know, those feelings that you're dealing with, because it, it can be isolating when you are dealing with like heavy mental health stuff. Um, but I think getting help is definitely the first spot. And then also like looking inward to at yourself and seeing what needs to be worked on because, you know, we, we are all like a work in progress. So there's always something that needs to be fixed within us, but it's hard to realize that. So sometimes, you know, like whether it's journaling and you get to that point where you realize something about yourself or that's therapy, you work with a therapist, psychologist to get you to that point. Um, I think it's, it's something that you always have to look at like your inward self and also seek help because you can't do it alone and we're not meant to do anything alone in this life like we need each other to get by so I think those two things for sure yeah I love that that's what I mean that's the whole reason Shanna started Operation Happy Nurse especially nursing but healthcare in general and just for people to not feel alone because it's weird I think that well now we're all coming to terms with it but in nursing which is such a giving occupation. It's just, you never, we never give back to ourselves, I think. And so just focusing on your mental health and understanding that we're all kind of going through these things. We just don't talk about it. So it's been really helpful to kind of like, we've been practicing different stress, anxiety, relief activities, and just kind of learning what works. And it's been great so far. So yeah, it's been helpful. Baby steps. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Mental Health Matters with Operation Happiness. We are so thankful for you, Vanya, that you were able to come on here and speak with us about your journey. And for those who want to hear more from her, please check out her on Instagram. It is at lovealways underscore Vanya, and that's V-A-N-I-A. So stay tuned next week. We have another amazing guest joining us for one more Mental Health Matters episode before we dive into our next stress relief and anxiety activity. As always, stay tuned, stay excited, and let's get stress relieving. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Vanya. Thank you for having me.